Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Jeb with Rami. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. It is Mackey and Judd with Rami on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Mackey out today, so it's Judd with Rami in the TCL broadcast studios. Jonathan on the other side of the glass and plenty to get to between now and 6 o'clock, including uh, Tom Pelissero's NFL Insights, the NFL Network reporter, will join us at 5 o'clock at about 4.30. We'll get into the uh, hot stove action over the weekend that it did not include the Minnesota Twins, but start off the afternoon with a 39-10 win over the Chargers yesterday. You can get in at 651-646-8255, or you can tweet us at SKOR North. And Judd, uh, you noticed something that I also noticed. I noticed it from uh, Danny Cunningham, who is my co-host on Score North Live today, and you can hear that show weekdays, noon to two, or wherever you damn well please on the Score North mobile app and where you get your podcast with me and a rotating cast of Score North personalities as my co-host. But people, like we've done with a lot of Vikings losses this season, are downplaying this one, a 39-10 to victory. Mm-hmm. Where you got seven turnovers, five of which I credit the Vikings with forcing. That wasn't just the Chargers handing the ball over to Vikings football players. Like yesterday. the touchdown was. The, uh, two of them were. Philip Rivers, just take the ball, okay? Don't hurt me. <laughs> two of them. Nobody hurt me. Two just please them. leave my limbs intact, <laughs> Philip. It's not you're, the bank's not being robbed, dude. You're supposed to protect the football. I have a lot of children. I need this girl to last as long as possible. But please I don't want to get hurt. Please don't take out my knees. Please, for the love of God. Here's a football. For the love of my children. But I, I don't know. I was impressed with. That one yesterday. Were you were you impressed with the victory yesterday? I mean, they didn't just win. They yeah, they stomped to to borrow a, a quote from somebody who tweeted it to Score North Live today. They stomped a mud hole in the Chargers and walked it dry. So post game, we got calls on both ends, right? Ah, man, you couldn't tell much. The Chargers stink, which they do. And then, well, you got to credit the Vikings. So here here's where I'm drawing the personal my personal Judd line here. All right, the Detroit Lions are terrible at football. They come here, you demolish them. I'm sorry. I can't tell a thing from that. The Detroit Lions didn't care. But what did we spend? But but in fairness, leading up to that game, we also talked about Detroit's not good. You're at home. You're, you're dominant at home. Uh, but what did we talk about all last week? We talked about road game on grass where you are not good. Um, a team that you don't face much, right? So we gave, and by Friday, I said in my mind, this has all of the elements of a Viking stew for a loss. You did. I did. And laid out the recipe. And halftime, before Rivers dropped the football, 
The Chargers were driving down to kick a field goal. And and I don't know if trepidation, that's probably too strong a word, but you certainly felt like the Los Angeles Chargers were in that game. And then the Vikings took the ball away, and they annihilated them. Did this win make me think that the Vikings are Super Bowl team? Absolutely not. But I'm not going to sit here and denigrate a win on, on, when we spent five days, basically, talking about all of the permeations of things that could go wrong. And a and, and convincing he, win. Well, an and, impressive win. And it's why I'm also... And I know that this team's a dumpster fire as well, but it's also why the Dallas win impresses me because we spent that whole week talking about primetime Kirk, right? Road game against the Cowboys. And then they win. So I can't come back and be like, well, all right, but there were all these stipulations I didn't tell you uh, fans about, so now I'm not impressed. So, look, Detroit, I will fully admit, I took nothing from. The game was boring as could be. I thought it stunk. I was glad when the final gun sounded and you moved on with a win, but it didn't give me a lot of confidence. Yesterday, you basically answered questions by scoring 39 points, too. 29-point win. So 29 unanswered points, right? You annihilated a team on the road. I can't now sit here and come back and say, well, they I were mean, worse than I thought, it so it barely, doesn't count. And now I'm going against my own point. It was barely a road game because it was about 80 to 90% Vikings fans. And that's very true. The but, only thing wrote about it was the geographical but, location. But to be clear, I'm not telling you now that I foresee the Vikings as a Super Bowl team because of this. But I'm also not going to, to sit here and be completely hypocritical, Rami, and tell you, it does. Yeah, it doesn't count. It does count. It and, counts for something. And what I've seen of the three games since the bye week, I'm, I'm convinced this defense is better than it was pre bye week. Now, to what degree? I don't know because they haven't faced the highest level of competition. And even when they did in Seattle, I know that the end result, when you look at the the yards and the points on the board, not impressive. But if you if you look at what ailed this Vikings team pre bye week. And what they've done about it since then, they've taken away the deep threat. And they even did it, if you if you take, and I hate it when people do this, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyways. If you take away the 60-yard touchdown that the Seahawks scored, there was almost no even attempt at going deep against the Vikings in that game by the Seattle Seahawks. And there has been literally next to no attempts to go deep on them since then by the Detroit Lions or the San Diego Chargers. And you can say what you want about uh, David Blau and and his propensity to go deep or to do anything on a football field as a third-string undrafted rookie QB. But Phillip Rivers... For whatever, for whatever faults he has in his game, that's a dude who's going to throw it downfield. Like, regard, like, almost regardless of what he's facing, yep. he's a guy who's going to throw it downfield. And they got third down c- completions, especially in the first half of that game. But if you look at Phillip Rivers' air yards per attempt, yep. how far he's actually throwing the ball through the air to his receivers, yep. it was under five in yesterday's game against the Vikings. This is a guy who regularly goes around seven or eight, and I think his average was right around eight yep. coming into this game, air yards per attempt throughout the season. Philip Rivers didn't even think about going deep for the vast majority of that game yesterday, and that's when you start to see turnovers happen. When you make teams, when you make offenses take the football field by small chunks, they need to execute that many more plays and that gives more opportunities for you to make them make a mistake or for them to just take it upon themselves to make a mistake. And that happened 
seven times yesterday. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen to that degree every time, but that's the blueprint. That's what Mike Zimmer is looking for. He's looking to take away the big play. He knows his defense has flaws and faults, and there's only so much he can do to cover them up. Mm -hmm. But if he can just take away the deep play, now you're making teams work harder and you're giving yourself more opportunities to make plays. And Mike has been, hallelujah, has been hit by reality. Because according to Collar in Zimmer's press conference today, he did volunteer up the fact that Xavier Rhodes played 14 snaps and it wasn't because he was hurt. Mike Hughes has to play. And they did it. And Mike Hughes is going, not going to be perfect. And, and he is nowhere near as good a player as Rhodes was in Rhodes prime. But Mike Hughes and Holton Hill and those guys have to play. And Rhodes deserves not to play now. He can barely, he can barely move. He can barely, he's gone from being slow with, I think, a leg problem that they weren't talking about. To what? Last week against Detroit, an ankle. Yesterday, a calf. He can't move. Mike Hughes has to play. Holton Hill has to play. And so, after several weeks of discussing this on the show, and I'm sure being written about around town, Zimmer has come to the realization that no matter what he thinks of Rhodes, Rhodes shouldn't play. And Rhodes is not playing. But I want to, I want to clear something up that I think we've been, including me, a lot talking about in generalities about the Vikings, and it's probably not fair. It doesn't make it not a concern. But, you know, I think we've been saying, well, this defense, it's not the same. It's not as good. It's it's fallen back. It's fallen off. And when talking about the cornerback play, that's absolutely true. Okay? And I think the interior of the defensive line is not as strong as it probably, or as it was flat out two to three years back. But we've been lumping this whole thing together, and I'm going to tell you right now, these defensive ends, Hunter's incredible. This is one of the best defensive ends in the NFL today. The guy is ridiculous. The linebackers are incredibly solid, and Eric Kendricks, I believe as of this morning, is the top-ranked linebacker by PFF in the National Football League. The safeties, Harrison Smith is not good as he was probably three years ago, but he was otherworldly three years ago, and he's still damn good. Mm-hmm. Harris is damn good. So I think we've got been five interceptions on the year. Now? Yes, and he's been so solid. But I think that we've been, including me, a lot, really guilty of saying, "Well, the whole thing's falling off." All right, cornerbacks are incredibly important, and they can lose you games. But Two I, bad cornerbacks can make an entire defense look bad. Absolutely. But I think the conversation. I think, in fairness to the conversation, we do need to pivot to the guys who either need to develop or aren't playing well, because to take them all and throw them together in, in a lump is really not fair. Even Everson, and I've been doing that. Everson Griffin having yes. a bounce back season. Defensive ends have been great. Linebackers, including Kendricks, are Kendricks is fantastic. That season, two years ago, I thought this guy's pretty solid. He's not bad. He's really good. Now, Pro Bowl, All Pro type of player. All Pro type of player. Absolutely. All, all Pro is a huge deal. The safeties, really solid. So I think when we pick on this defense, we probably need to be more succinct in picking on certain positions because the corners have taking a step backwards, a big one. But to say this whole defense now just, ah, oh, they're not, the, that's really not true. They're sixth in the league in scoring, as Collar pointed out today right. on Score North Live. Now, it wasn't all good yesterday, and phone lines are open to you, 651-646-8255. If you want to talk about this Vikings win, we're in the middle of 25 minutes of talk here on Mac and Judd with Rami, as we always are. If you hear our voices, that means we're in the middle of 25 minutes of talk. My bladder doesn't like it, but your ears do. Uh, Dalvin Cook... <laughs> Dalvin Cook yesterday. 
<laughs> okay. Then. Uh, before he before he left the game with that shoulder chest injury, that's been a problem now for three four weeks. Just nine carries for twenty seven yards. It looks like this thing is going to remain a problem. And even if he is able to play, he doesn't look like Dalvin Cook anymore. I think Danny said he's had four straight games where he's had thirty yards or less. After yesterday's that sounds right. nine carries he has not for been 27 same. yards. He has not been, been the same since that Broncos game before the bye, and that's when he got hurt initially. That's a huge problem. If Dalvin Cook isn't Dalvin Cook. Now, I'm well, just ta- I'm talking about playoffs. You, you can probably get to the finish line in these final two weeks of the season, and yeah. it, it won't cost you much with or without Dalvin Cook. But if you're talking about making noise in the playoffs, for everything we've said about this offense and Kirk Cousins, if you don't have Dalvin Cook at or near his, his peak abilities, I don't see much of a chance for this team to make a run through the playoffs. No, I agree completely. Let me look this up real quick. I'm just going through his game log for this season. He has had, um, since starting with the Denver game, in which he got hurt, in which he only had 26 yards on 11 carries rushing, 29 yards on 9 carries against Seattle. He got hurt in that game and had to leave. That Then he was um, uh, 18 carries for 62 yards against Detroit and 27 yards for 9 carries before he got hurt against the Chargers on Sunday. Uh, here's my thought, too. Now, the Vikings came out today and said that this is a shoulder problem, but it's different than his original chest problem, but I'm not buying that. I think it's all probably very close together, don't you? Yeah, I think the uh, chest bone is connected to the shoulder Thank bone. Thank you, exactly right. And you're not a doctor. If I know my biology But I correctly. trust you yeah. to be right about right. that. Jonathan, you disagree with me? Can you, you sing it? Oh, I'm, I'm Can we sing it? Sure. Oh, okay. The chest bone's connected to the collarbone. Okay, so we got that for us. <laughs> So here's got that for a drop. What are you talking about? The collarbones connected to the. I don't even know what the scapula is. Um, You're asking the wrong dude. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. It's not okay. The scapula. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Here's what I would do if I'm the Vikings, and I am. These last two games are potentially important wins. Totally get that. But Rami, to what you said, Dalvin Cook, if he was the same player and kept getting hurt. I would say, do I have to play him? But he's not close. I shut him down till the playoffs. And here's and the biggest know, reason why. Couple people said that before you Can go. Can I on, give you please. the biggest reason why though? Couple people said that on Score North Live today, and then I was driving in today, listening to you and Collar on Purple Daily, which you can hear weekdays two to four. A dedicated. Could you leave for show. lunch just to be clear? Because right. people now are like, how did you do that yes. from your house? Went home, had a sandwich, came back, and they have a chance to. Get the five seed, which could be huge because that might mean a first-round matchup with the Philadelphia Eagles, which is the path of least resistance. If you're going to have to win three road playoff games to get to a Super Bowl, you want one of those to be the Philadelphia Eagles, if at all possible. So I don't. Yes. I was thinking, yeah, sit Dalvin Cook the last two games. What do you have to lose? You're basically locked in where you are for all intents and purposes. But that is not the case. If you have even a sliver of a chance at getting the five seed in a first-round matchup against Philadelphia, you got to go all out these last two games, don't you? You do, but your problem is he's not the same. He's not even close. So if I can if if Madison can come back from the ankle injury that kept him out on Sunday and I can get him playing against Green Bay with Boone as his backup, I'd do that. And I do the same thing against the Bears. If Dalvin Cook was still playing great and kept and kept getting hurt and having to leave games, then I think it's a conundrum because you say, okay, but he's playing so well, but he's not. And here's the reason why I sit him, though. When I go into the playoffs, I need the threat that Dalvin Cook is is as close to healthy as he can possibly get, right? 
And the threat is key because that sets up Kirk for play action. Oh, it sets up everything. So if I'm playing you and you are the Vikings in the playoffs, and I know that Dalvin Cook is dinged up to beat heck, right? He's not healthy. I'm saying to myself, this whole play action thing, which, you know, in week uh in week eight was so threatening now, I'm a playoff team. I'm pretty good. I'm not worried about it. Guess what happens? A big weapon of your offense is gone. That's why I roll the dice, I take the chance, and I don't play Dalvin Cook Monday night against Green Bay or in the Sunday game against the Bears. And you think you can still win those football games yes. without those guys? Yes, because, because I'm not it. winning with Dalvin Cook. Because if Dalvin Cook is not really helping me that much right now. I agree, but just the threat of Dalvin Cook, I think, is something. But is he a threat? It? But is he a threat? Like, how much of a threat against a good team is he right now? If I mean, if I'm... if. I'm the Packers, and I'm okay. I'm not bad. If I'm the Packers, am I really threatened by a guy who continually has to leave games and who clearly has been impacted in a big way? Oh, I'm targeting that thing. Yeah, so am I, which is why if I'm the Vikings, I'm not giving you that chance. And that might sound ruthless, cold-blooded, dirty, whatever the case. That's happening in the NFL. If they know something's ailing, they're going to try to hit you in that thing. Like, whatever it is. Bounties aren't talked about, but I believe they still exist. That's not even a bounty. That's just strategic. Like If you're, if you. you're hurting, I'm going to try and make you hurt worse because I don't want you on the field. I'm completely with you. Because you can do bad things to me. Yes. I have been impressed by the depth at the running back position, though. Well, <laughs> is, is it impressive or an indicator of something that we've talked about a lot, which is you can find Gary it? Gary Kubiak's scheme? Well, Gary Kubiak, believe me. Gary Kubiak. If there is a way, and this has never happened before, but I would like to introduce this possibility. Has a non-head coach ever gotten Coach of the Year in the National Football League? I would like to give Gary, I would like to suggest right now that Gary Kubiak, I would bring the plaque to Egan. And Zim would be like, no, I didn't. I didn't just win Coach of the Year, did I? And I'd say, Mike, actually, no, you didn't. Where's Gary's office? (laughs) But he's not even a coordinator. Don't care. Don't care. I'm he's saying, a, you know what? He's NFL assist, head coach. He's assistant head coach. Thank you. Yeah. He's the assistant head coach. He's got head coach in his title. He does. You know what? Gary Kubiak, to me, has been forgotten about because he does not meet with uh, the press on a weekly basis. Doesn't really talk much. I mean, we see him in the booth, right, on Sundays. That's it. And Kevin Stefanski, I think he's done a fine job. But let's not overlook the fact that this is Gary's offense and that Kirk Cousins looks like a different quarterback now. Because of that. Do you think the run game could be effective enough because of what you're talking about? In these last two games, yeah. No, I mean to do something in the playoffs. Oh, uh no, I'm need, with you on Dalvin Cook. You need Dalvin Cook. Yeah, because if I play a good playoffs, if I play right? a good team yeah. Again, I think we can get I think you can get by one team. Like if you win a playoff game, I'm not gonna say, Oh, I can't can't believe the Vikings won a playoff game. But if we're talking about a Super Bowl well potential run I think Dalvin Cook has to be as healthy as possible, and my play action has to work almost, or it has to work consistently. I didn't realize how, I don't want to say easy, but how, for lack of a better word, easy it is for the Vikings to get that five seed, and like I said, a potential date with the Philadelphia Eagles mm-hmm. in the first round of the playoffs Till I was listing to you and Collar. Two things have to break, right? Going through the playoff machine. They could. Simon tweets us, says it's not as hard as it seems for the Vikings to get a number five seed. As long as we win the next two and San Francisco beats the Rams and loses to the Seahawks, we will be number five and face Dallas or Philadelphia. Yeah, and how about that? You feel pretty good about that, don't you? That's crazy. <laughs> 
You're feeling pretty good. How much, how much better do you feel about a playoff run if it, at least in part, goes through Philadelphia? You realize Or Dallas, Ronnie. Yeah, but Dallas and Collar brought this up to yeah, you. Yeah, I know, but I get them on turf, and I get them in, in a controlled environment, and I have better coaching. I have Mike and Gary against Jason. You never know when the good Cowboys are going to show up. And if the good Cowboys show up, they will run okay, you but off if, the field. Okay, but if I have to take on the good Cowboys as opposed to going to the Superdome... I'm like I'm like him taking on the good Cowboys. Give me the Eagles all day though. Yeah, that's Give fine. Me the Eagles all day I don't, long. Yeah, I don't, don't blame you. They are they are they don't have one receiver who started the season on the roster that's healthy right now. Not one rostered receiver from when they reported to camp is healthy right now. Makes you feel pretty good, doesn't put it? Put that put that in perspective. Imagine if you were past Laquan Treadwell on the Vikings depth chart right now. That's where the Eagles are. For just, for just a little bit of perspective, That's a staggering thought. imagine the Vikings suffered injuries to the point where you were past Laquan Treadwell on the depth chart. So, Doxon's back then? I guess. I'm re-signing Josh I guess, Doxon. Yeah, who, who's on the practice squad? That's what. That's what. literally what the Eagles are down to now. Yeah. And Carson Wentz is still making crazy things happen. Did you see that pass he threw in the back of the end zone yesterday? Carson Wentz is weird, man. The game he played, yes, and the game he, he played here at times... Impress me beyond belief, and then he doesn't win sometimes. Like at times, he's just not. But yeah, if I can get if I can get the winner of the of the NFC East, and especially if it's Philadelphia, I'm feeling so good about things. Oh man, that first game. Now, if you go there and lose, you're going to get hammered, and you deserve to be uh, hammered at that point. But I do, yeah. I mean, that's a that five seed would make your life really, really simple. I saw a tweet here. Mm-hmm. From our guy Randy in Cottage Grove, and it says today. Price isn't called yet. Today I am watch game again to Fivelius, F I V A L U S E the the stud stable. Did he mean finalize? Okay. Finalize the stud right. stable. You got to know how, how to read Randy. And he says it actually sort of nice to be on leave of absent, and I still getting paid. Oh, Lol. I thought that meant he was on a leave of absent from us. No. Here on Score no, North he said and on before, and Judd with No, Rami. he said his last appearance when he came on that he was uh, on some type of leave, but he didn't want to talk about it. I was worried it. that we wouldn't hear from Randy in Cottage Grove today, but uh, look at this, Judd. Randy in Cottage Grove. Stud Stable time. Is on How's the line. How's this not sponsored yet, on by Mac the way? and Judd with Rami. We should get this sponsored. Hey, Randy. Uh, well, okay. Uh, first off, I don't know if you guys have a, a smartphone. Uh, for a few years now, I, I've used the i iPhone and mm-hmm. it, it, it a lot of things it can do. Mm-hmm. They're really powerful quality phone, but the little number, the the letters that you push are way too small for. I, I have like big thumbs and it's hard to type. So sure. every time uh, you see like a text from one of your friends and some, cut them a little slack if they're on an iPhone because the 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 lem- they're just so small. Oh, that's why you type five use instead of finalize. Well, I, I corrected myself. Sometimes okay. I correct myself. Other times I'm busy, you know. And, sure. And, Thought you might be drinking, Randy. Well, that no. I mean, that happens, too, to the best of us. But no, no, no. Not on a weekday in the middle of the day. Monday mornings, I usually kind of take it easy, kind of ease into the week and, and, and refresh on kind of what happened over the weekend, which was another convincing and, and, and satisfying W. So, Randy, what did you mean, though, when you said uh, you're on leave of absent? Are you not, work to, you're not working today? I, I've been I've been told I I cannot get into the full details, but I I am I'm not allowed uh, 
to go uh, into or uh, near a vicinity of my, my uh, workplace um, until something is resolved. That that is just uh, how I have to leave it. And uh, this involve a coworker, Randy? Did you, did something happen? Because I I thought you got in a fight about five years back with a person that you worked with. Yeah, that was another individual. Okay. Uh, th- this is a different situation, and uh, it's being handled by um, uh, what? human resources. Human, there, that's the word. There we go. Uh, thank you, uh, Randy. No uh, problem. Uh, so the, the, it's going to human resources, and I am told it under strict instructions uh, by my counsel to just not speak Whoa. about it uh, yeah. until it. Until it blows over, and it will. Your counsel, there, there's. I didn't do. I didn't do uh, half of the stuff, at least. So it's gonna be fine. Uh, and and I also have a. Uh, well, what's that? I said there are lawyers involved. You said your counsel. Uh, the company counsel. Oh, okay. The company, right. company provides a counsel for for a grievance. It's a grievance, is what it is. It's not criminal. It's not criminal. It's an HR grievance, uh, and it's fine. Okay, and then soon enough, I'll have to go back to work. But <laughs> I'm sort of hoping it's it's after the Super Bowl, if you know what I mean. There you go, so, Randy. I really can dig in. Oh, if they want to extend it all the way through to the draft, that'd be fine too, because it's just more time to fo- uh, focus on what you know the true my, my true passion is. But uh, a solid win. I uh, have to give a hats off to uh, to the bar yesterday. They were doing full uh, shots for the Bears touchdowns. And also for the Vikings touchdowns, although the first game didn't really pay off uh, too much in that department. And really the second game didn't either because we just didn't need them. Uh, Dan Bailey was, of course, uh, game or uh, uh, game up to the game, had a lot of field goals, uh, and it was fine. So we found our way to our buzz on our own, mostly. That's fine. Uh, we got our W, and we are focused now. It is going to be Christmas Two days early on Monday night. Uh, I can't even wait. I'm 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 not going to the game, um, but I'm going to be. A, uh, well, maybe I'll go. Are you allowed to go to the game, Randy, or is there another issue there? As oh well? no, no, that's fine. Oh, okay. All right. I, I it's more of a cost benefit thing on the drinking. To be sure. honest, it, it, yeah. if you go, you just spend. You use it. Take a lot of money, and then those new stadiums are a little more scrutinizing about security. It's harder to get stuff in, but. Uh, the number one thing that I, of course, would like to do if you guys, uh, if you guys are ready to to do it, I have a stud stable. Oh yeah, oh, sure, Randy. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, Let's get to it. Thing. Yeah, there's your music. Oh, you got your music going already. Jonathan's uh, really into it. We're all this. over it, man. That was one hell of an effort, and all of these players are deserved of a spot in Randy's stud stable. This week, we're going to start with the defense because it was really impressive. I'm going to start with my guy, Eric Kendricks. You're one of the highest rated linebackers in the league, in the world, by Pro Football Focus. That's a statistical-minded website, and they love what you're up to, and I don't disagree. Eric Kendricks, you're a stud. How about Daniel Hunter? Just another kick-ass day for him. He's everywhere. He's in the backfield. He's breaking up the run. He's even forcing strips that get scooped and housed. Daniel Hunter changed the course of the game right in the shadow of halftime. Daniel Hunter, you're a stud. Harrison Smith, a couple weeks ago we wondered if you were even going to play again. Thought you might have to be on the shelf for an extended period of time. 
Well, now you're picking me off interceptions like a can of corn, getting them right there in the center field, scooting a few yards, and we take it back over. Harrison Smith, you're a stud. Hey, Randy, uh, we're up against a break. How many more guys in the stud stable, buddy? As we go ahead and look at the linebackers, I would be remiss if I leave out Anthony Barr. A little longer in the tooth than he used to be, but this guy can still wreak havoc. Anthony Barr, you're a stud. Randy? I'd like to take a look now at a guy who Randy. we drafted last year, and I picked that pick. I pegged Jonathan, we have Mike to fade Hughes. him down again. Just Mike Hughes. I'm sort of into this. I am too, but we're, we have late, to go to break. we're late for the break. And you how, just got to Mike Hughes. How many guys? Mike are, Hughes was a stud. How many guys can possibly be in the stud stable? Every week we go through this with Randy. How many guys are you well, going to put in the stud stable, Randy? Last week we potted him down when he was doing defense. We potted him you back up. He was I still doing you, defense. I bet you we could do an entire commercial break. Come back, and Randy will still be doing the stud stable. I'm starting to think we're wrong here. <laughs> About what? We should let him do it longer? If we would just get the sponsor, we could just let it go endlessly. <laughs> Let's hit a break, and then we'll see if Randy's if still going. Us? We'll see if Randy's still going when we get back, and we have to talk about the hot stove action that did not include the Minnesota Twins. That should have included the Minnesota Twins right after this. Mackie and Judd with Rami on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 